When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it! Oh, McKinley Wright. Real quick, before we jump in, just want to say, I forgot that uh, Jackson Dart went to Ole Miss and not Mississippi State. So, uh, yeah, that, uh, that'll that come up, and I'm going to sound really, really dumb here in just a couple minutes. Also, sounds like my food is done, so here's uh, here's the podcast. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by the American Raptors. I'm Henry Chisholm, and uh, today there's some news in the Pac-12 that we're going to get into. Um, it's Thursday. We're like seven hours before the game against Cal. I that's been screwing me up all week. I don't know why, but like, is it Cal on Thursday or Stanford on Thursday? For some reason, like, I, I honestly, what I think happened was I thought it was Stanford at first, and so then I've been like, okay, well that was wrong. And so now I think it's like it's Cal first, but I still keep thinking like, oh no, you keep getting that wrong. But the point is, it's Cal, and I'm really going to be glad once we get through this game because then my brain will be clear again. At least that's the hope. It's been months since that happened. But uh, today we're going to have some more fun and not talk too much about that game because uh, Jaden Daniels, the quarterback at Arizona State, has decided to enter the transfer portal. It's uh, it's obviously huge news for the Pac-12, Pac-12 South in particular. Um, something that we've talked about on this podcast quite a bit as kind of like the season was winding down and then those first few weeks or month after the season. Um, I really thought that there was a good chance that this was going to happen for a bunch of really obvious reasons. But then, I mean, he said that he was going to stay. We find out today that the reason Arizona State decided not to go in on Spencer Rattler was because Jaden Daniels had a meeting with Herm Edwards and said, like, yep, I'm going to stay. And, um, you know, Spencer Rattler from Arizona. Arizona State was the favorite to land him, all those things. It's a it's a big story. Um, today we're going to talk about where Jaden Daniels could go, whether, whether Colorado should try, whether Colorado has a chance. Um, and then also maybe get into, like, some Pac-12 South power rankings um, because... This obviously changes a lot of things. I and mean, you guys know I've loved Jaden Daniels for a couple of years, loved his game for a couple of years. Um, I talk about the Madden League sometimes. In the last version of the Madden League, in last year's game, he was my quarterback. 
I drafted him and developed him and never really got over the hump. But the point is, like, I just love the way he plays. And, um, you know, when when I was voting for the preseason All-Pac-12, I, I had him second, actually second team, with um, Keaton Slovis in front of him. And turns out those were some bad picks. But, uh, yeah. Um, I've also been talking with uh, Mark Perry a little bit. So, apparently... Mark has been playing with him since eighth grade and Mark obviously now with TCU they have an opening at quarterback the more I think about it the more I think that might be the right landing place and we're gonna dig into like where he could go and and kind of what the factors are in that stuff and just throw some names out there um but we I do think that once we kind of build these criteria and figure out what what you know level of school he would fit at, um, depending on what he's looking for, like a competition, something like where he just knows he's the starter. TCU is kind of in that like Goldilocks range. You know, I've seen people throw around like he could go to Colorado State. They want to throw the ball around. Um, we just saw what uh, Norvell did with Carson Strong. He could see that and be like, okay, there's my path or whatever. And it's like. Yeah, those reasons make sense. Going to a G5 school, I'm not quite so sure about that actually being like a fit for him. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of the low end. Can he go to, you know, uh, I don't even know, like a Michigan? The top, I mean, they finished the season third in the AP poll, um, have a decent quarterback. And it's like, yeah, probably not. Uh, so we're going to run through some of these, run through, I mean, first of all, should Colorado offer him a scholarship? Yeah, Colorado should. And I know that he's coming off kind of a down year, and that's what throws the hitch in all of this stuff. Um, 10 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Coming into this season, he had 23 touchdowns and three interceptions. And and that's kind of been the story. You know, when, when Ryan comes on, he talks a lot about Steven Montez and how Montez was kind of a... He didn't, he didn't really get better during his time at Colorado. Jaden Daniels has just actively gotten worse. Like, you look at what he did as a freshman, it's like, wow, this guy's going to be the future of the league. He's going to be an NFL guy. And the next year, it's like, eh, okay, like, shortened season, whatever, still play pretty well, a couple good games in there, can't read too much. In. And then this year, pretty, pretty rough, pretty rough. Like, if you just go stat-wise, there aren't... I mean, 10 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, right? Like, not not anything special. Um, and so, for that reason, he's in an interesting place. Still, very clearly, the top quarterback in the portal. Um, JT Daniels is number two. It seems like the general consensus is that Jaden is the uh, pretty clear number one right now. Um, but most of the quarterback movement is kind of over, right? You know, Oklahoma loses their, their quarterback, Caleb Williams. He goes to USC and they replace him with Dylan Gabriel. It's like, at this point, would they rather have Jaden Daniels? Yeah, probably. But they've already made their move. And that's kind of the case for a lot of these teams. And so it creates this strange phenomenon. And I'm not sure, like, if you are a quarterback transferring. And there's something to be said, obviously, about transferring at a time when you know that you are the number one quarterback. When you know that every team wants a quarterback, you are the guy that they want. And you get those options. Um, at the same time, there's something to be said for getting in before all of this stuff goes down and, and being at the forefront. So we'll see how it all plays out. 
and um, in terms of Colorado, yeah, obviously this is you offer him. Um, again, when we're talking about this kind of like Goldilocks range, Colorado's probably just outside of it, just below it. Um, from Colorado's perspective, you know, you look at it and say, right now you have a competition between J.T. Shrout and Brendan Lewis. If you bring in Jaden Daniels, it's basically an upgrade to Brendan Lewis, right? Like, he, he now becomes the, the dual-threat guy competing against pro-style guy. Um, I, you know, you expect Jaden Daniels to beat out J.T. Shroud as well. Um, though, who knows? You know, maybe J.T. really is that good and fits this offense or whatever. Um, it would probably, it would be a competition, but... Jaden Daniels, obviously, with the success that he's had, the experience that he has, the tools that he has, you would expect him to win that job. Um, I think that on top of that, it's... I mean, this is where you get into, like, if you're Colorado, when you make the call, what do you say? Because if Jaden Daniels were to come to Colorado, which I, I think the odds are very, very, very slim... I mean, Colorado's probably... I mean, they're not in the top 25 schools most likely to get him, um, but they're probably just outside of that, I would guess. And again, like, you have to remember, Ohio State has a quarterback. Uh, Alabama has a quarterback. There's a bunch of schools that have quarterbacks who... I mean, that means that if you're, you're taking half of the schools out, at least from those 25 in front. But the, the point is, um, if you're Colorado and if you're going to land Jaden Daniels, it's not going to happen unless you're saying, you are going to be our starter here. You know, that's... Jaden Daniels is going to have offers to be a starter probably from better schools than Colorado, better programs than where Colorado's at right now. And um, he's going to have offers to compete from schools that are much better than what Colorado is right now. Um, and so because of that, if they want to have a chance, they basically have to say, like, the job is yours if you want it. And would they be willing to do that? Honestly, I think the answer is yes. But I'm not totally sure about that. They might still say, like, we need it to be a competition if you're going to come in here. We can't just call you the starter. Um, so, yeah, there's, a, there's some thoughts on that. Obviously... Colorado should try like you you it's a good quarterback and that's the most important position and while I personally like what the buffs have at quarterback right now and you don't love it but you look around and say like there's six guys in there there's a young guy with some experience who's shown some growth there's a veteran who seems like he should be an upgrade on that guy like it's a it's a solid stable place to be at that position right now even if it maybe isn't all that flashy at the moment um, if you can add a Jaden Daniels, then you absolutely do it. And from Jaden Daniels' perspective, I mean, in in his two games against Colorado, the the first one was the Mel Tucker and Shorts game, um, which obviously Colorado wins. And the second one was this season when, and that was, um, they lost thirty five thirteen. Like calling it close is crazy, but you know it was fourteen ten in the third quarter, like it, it did take a while from the pull. It wasn't, it wasn't just a straight up total blowout. Um, although Colorado didn't get much going on offense. The, the point is 
it, there was that one game where maybe he doesn't say like, oh, Colorado, just total garbage. Like, cause they were in about the same place as Arizona State's program at that time. Still, I mean, from his perspective, if you get an offer from Cal, which I think is likely, like you probably, you probably prefer Cal at this point. Um, and then there's other options as well. Um, but before we get into those, and, and what I did was, I actually just ran through that, the final AP poll, just like the top 25 rankings at the end of the year, and then just tried to find any spots for him there. Because again, like I think that this is a, a really good quarterback who will be sought after. And I think he's going to wind up going to a solid program. Um, and going through, I, I don't, I would guess he doesn't go to a team that finishes in the top 25. I bet he probably finishes or ends up with a team that's more like 35, 40. Um, but it was just kind of fun to go through and be like, okay, what is the market for quarterbacks like right now? And where can he go? Where can he go? So we're going to, we're going to dig into that in a second. Uh, we'll, we'll get into some bigger talk with the PAC 12 and, and what this means. And does that mean that Colorado can beat Arizona state this year? Honestly, I think so. Like he was all that they really had. And the coaching was just so bad that he got worse. I don't know how you make a player worse. Um, bring Mitch Rodrigue over there, I guess. Uh, but real quick, want to remind you guys about our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, they make so much of what we do possible. They sponsor all of our podcasts, do all those sorts of things. And because of that, we like to uh, give them some love. Uh, if, if you guys haven't tried the seltzers that they make yet, the, the good company hard seltzers, you need to get on that because those are so good. Uh, we, uh, we really appreciate them for, for giving so many of those to us. Like that makes my life a lot better when I get those. Um, but it's also kind of turned me into just like a straight Breckenridge beer drinker. Um, I guess occasionally like I'll be somewhere where there's just like some shitty light beer, like Coors Light or whatever. Um, but it's almost all Breckenridge stuff at this point. Cause it's just really good. And you guys should get your hands on it. Whether you go down to the farmhouse in Littleton, you come down to the DMVR bar and, and get a pint there, you buy some of the grocery store, it's just really good stuff. And it shows that you appreciate them like I do. Also, Athletic Greens. So, Athletic Greens. That is a greens powder, which if you don't know what a greens powder is, then you are just like I was only a few weeks ago. Um, what it is, though, is basically they take a whole bunch of things that are really, really good for you. Like there's like kale, or whatever else. Like they don't actually tell us what the ingredients are, but they do show some of, actually, I think they show what the ingredients are. They don't show like the amounts or whatever. But the point is they take a whole bunch of things that are really good for you. Um, different proteins and all that sort of stuff. And they grind it all up and they put it into this powder, which you just put a scoop of the powder in like a water bottle or something, shake it all up. And it's just a very healthy way to start your day. Um, helps with gut health. They'll give you more energy. Um, basically all the things that supplement pills can do, except there's even more because they're able to grind it all up and put it into this drink. And you don't have to worry about taking like multiple pills every morning. That's, that's something that I try to avoid. Like, I just feel like that's what old people do, I guess. And I feel like that's one of those turning points, you know, like there's, there's the day, like you find a gray hair or whatever there's the day you turn 40 there's the day that like there's just a pill that you now take every morning i think that there's i don't know this this is this is a better way to do it um but there's 75 high quality vitamins there's minerals 
whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens, so much good stuff that they fit in there. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you've got to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash buffs. That's athleticgreens.com slash buffs. You can get in on that deal. Um, it, it's great stuff. And on top of that, like you're just getting the Athletic Greens as well, which is really good for you. Um, again, that's athleticgreens.com slash buffs. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. There's a... Oh, I just figured out what it was. So... I've realized that there can be like this thumping sound from my upstairs neighbors. It's like, dot, 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 dot. And it's like, I don't know. I've never realized like what it was. I thought like maybe there's something where you got to like, like you're making bread and you got to like pound the bread on the counter or something. Cause it's not like super loud, but if you listen, you can hear it. Not you on the podcast, but me sitting here recording the podcast. I'm pretty sure that it's a washing machine. And these people like wash their shoes or something in it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It always freaks me out. But but the point is, I just figured out what that was. I think, and it's been months. It's been months. I've wondered. Uh, back into this though, and we're gonna fly through it. But it was kind of fun just to look through, like what teams have at quarterback because it's kind of an interesting world. Because you think like, okay, Jaden Daniels in the transfer portal. Obviously, he has a past that you look at and say, oh, there's a lot of talent there. There's a lot of potential there. I mean, you, you watch him play football and say he's freakishly fast. He he has a big arm. He's been able to, to put that arm to use effectively. He typically avoids turnovers, though this year for the first time ever, like for the first time ever, he had more than one turnover in a three-game span. Like That's crazy to go through two years of football and never have two turnovers in a three-game span. Um, but rough year. And that obviously changes the stock. You know, I think if he was in the portal before last season, you'd be like, yeah, he's going to land with a top 25 team. Somebody's going to say this is this is a future NFL type of guy, um, probably a later round draft pick just because he's so skinny. But but that doesn't really matter in college football. Now that that is on the resume, it changes things for him, obviously. And. Can he sneak in the top 25? I think I think one of these teams is going to have an offer for him. Uh, but let's just dig in. So number one, Georgia, uh, they have Stetson Bennett, who's going to be back next year. Um, obviously, like you just can't bench your national championship winning quarterback. There is a part of me that thinks like Jaden Daniels, probably a better quarterback than Stetson Bennett. And then I think like, don't be crazy. Sure, Stetson isn't flashy, but like he can get the job done. And sometimes that's all you need when you have a good football team. You don't make changes to a national championship team unless unless you're like looking at Caleb Williams or something, but uh, JT Daniels was there. He's transferring out. Um, as we mentioned earlier. Yeah. I mean, that's not going to happen. Number two is Bama. They've got Bryce young, one of the best quarterbacks in the country back next year. That's not going to happen. Number three, Michigan, Cade McNamara. Uh, he won the starting job last year and he played pretty well. Um, he will be competing again this spring to hold on to that job. But still, like, you're looking at these guys who it's like, was he like 25 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, um, completing 63% of his passes, something like that. Like, that's that's a solid quarterback. And again, 
I think that there's a chance that Jaden Daniels goes in there and wins the job. Like, I think it's probably a 50-50 competition. At the same time, though, if you're Jaden Daniels, can you really leave Arizona State to compete for a starting job somewhere else? Like, the, the, the amount of risk there is just not worth it. You know, you, you probably want to go somewhere where you can, you know, find your, make sure that you're at least on the field. Like, don't set yourself back by transferring. You got to make sure you're at least getting an equal opportunity and hopefully getting a better opportunity. And so I think that that's going to be kind of the way that I, I frame a lot of this stuff. At the same time, though, um, again, like I said, I talked to Mark about this a little bit this morning. Um, he's a good guy. I know that there's like, I understand why there's like some vitriol t- toward the transfers. Um, but it was kind of fun just to hear his thoughts on the whole situation. Cause again, they've known each other for forever, but, um, he didn't think he'd be quite so scared of competing. We'll see though. We'll see. It's kind of fun. I like when these pac 12 guys transfer and you get to see where they fit in somewhere else. Like, Jaden Daniels, like I said, I think is one of the most talented quarterbacks in the conference. Does that mean he winds up in a bottom half of the Big Ten school? Like Nebraska? Nebraska loses Adrian Martinez and then just upgrades with Jaden Daniels? Like, I think that that could make a little bit of sense, honestly. Um, Could he also go to Michigan and win the starting job there? Like, again, that's probably outside of his range. Um, but in terms of like these, these top powerhouse sort of schools, that one's the most likely, um, even if it's still not all that likely, uh, number four in the final rankings is, uh, Cincinnati. And I think that that's kind of a fun one. Cause obviously Desmond Ritter, who's been the quarterback there for a few years is moving on to the NFL. So they have that open job and, you know, personally, I wouldn't want to go to a G5 school. Like that, if if I have the opportunity to go to a power five school instead of a G five school, I'd probably just take that. Um, just cause it feels like there's a lot of risk. Like what are the odds Cincinnati can keep being this good? It's like, they'll be solid. But when you lose Desmond Ritter, who's been a good quarterback. And I guess if you're Jaden, you're saying like, oh, I think I can at least do that. Um, and he's like probably a second round draft pick at this point. Um, but you also lose a mod Gardner and you also lose my Jay Sanders and, and you lose, some of these really key pieces that impact positions. It's like, uh, do you do that? Or do you say, hey, there's Baylor at number five. They've got Gary Bohannon. He's back for a senior year, and he was solid. Um, like, would you rather just compete for that job? Maybe. Um, I don't know. Number six, Ohio State with C.J. Stroud. That's not going to happen. Number seven, Oklahoma State with Spencer Sanders. I don't think that's going to happen. But again, you're kind of getting into that like Cade McNamara territory where I bet it might be like a 50-50 battle between Spencer Sanders and Jaden Daniels. I would say 50-50. I might even lean toward Jaden Daniels in that one. Um, But Spencer Sanders is like 20-12 and last year. He was solid on a good team. If you give Jaden Daniels those tools around him, which he's never had, I guess he might have one year with Ayuk. Um, But these last two seasons, I mean, there's just... Uh, he has those running backs, but there's no other weapons. Um, so could he do what Spencer Sanders did? I I think so. I think that he probably beats out Spencer Sanders. Um, but if you're Jaden Daniels, do you want to go compete for a job? 
do you want to take that risk? You know, even if you say, I think there's a two to one chance, do you want to risk that other one or that 33% that you're going to be sitting on the bench? Probably not. Uh, number eight, this is a, this is one of my sneaky picks. This is a dark horse, uh, but Notre Dame. Because Jack Cohn was a starter last year. He transferred over from Wisconsin, um, but but he lost his eligibility. So they're, they're going to have the competition between the guys on the roster. And you could totally see them saying, you know what, let's bring in a proven starter. And obviously, Notre Dame, brand name school, easy to convince yourself to go there. Uh, also worth noting that they've been a very pro-style offense recently, and that's not necessarily Jaden Daniels' cup of tea. Um I think that it would probably be good for him in a lot of ways to to learn how to run that sort of offense and kind of add that to the repertoire. But I don't... I think he's probably more worried about where am I going to be successful versus how much am I going to learn at this point in his career. You know, he can you can learn in the NFL. Um, it'll be... I don't know. Saying he's going to get that opportunity is maybe a bit of a stretch. There's some work to be done, obviously. He's 185 pounds. Um, but um, also with the coaching change there, what does that change? <coughs> uh, sorry, if, if you bring in Jaden Daniels, are you willing to go away from some of that pro-style stuff? Who knows? And for that reason, like, if, if, if they ran a spread offense at Notre Dame, this would be, like, the first one on the list I really circle. It's like, this these could be key players here. Um, but since they don't, it's like, eh, I don't think so. Um, Michigan State at number nine. Uh, they had Peyton Thorne. He was really solid. Obviously, like, a good season for Michigan State, uh, as much as some of you may hate to hear that. I don't blame you for that. Um, Peyton Thorne, I think he was a sophomore last year. Solid. Really solid. Like, 30 touchdowns. Solid. And again, I think Jaden Daniels could compete, but it just doesn't seem worth it. Um, and again, if you're, if you're the coach at one of these schools, it's like, do you want to bring in that sort of drama? Do you want a quarterback competition? Or you just want to be happy with the young guy and build around him. Even if you might be, you know, giving up a little bit of talent, if it turns out that Jaden Daniels is the better option. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of conversations to be had. Uh, Oklahoma, we talked about them a little bit earlier. They wind up with Dylan Gabriel. I, uh, I think that they probably would rather have Jaden Daniels, but I don't think that you add another transfer quarterback, probably. Uh, doesn't make sense. 11. This is one that I actually am circling. Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Uh, they lose Matt Corral, um, who is headed to the NFL. Um, first round pick, maybe early second round pick. Who knows? But Matt Corral... And, and I guess the offense that he was running there, that Lane Kiffin offense, there's a lot of RPOs. The, the, the quarterback has opportunities to run. I think that that probably is the sort of offense that fits what Jaden Daniels does best right now. Um, I think that the, the match between Lane Kiffin and Jaden Daniels makes a lot of sense. And so this is the first team that I kind of look at and say like there's a this this one does seem like a match to me that seems like a good fit to me um number 12 is utah with cameron rising again like i think Jaden daniels probably wins that competition but do you want to go compete P 
probably probably not in this situation. Um, you don't want to push yourself too hard to even get on the field. Um, number thirteen, you've got Pitt. They lose Kenny Pickett. Uh, I, I think that that offense is kind of the second sort of offense in terms of what Jaden Daniels would be best suited for because that's just kind of a pretty pure spread offense. Um, a lot of shotgun, all that sort of stuff, but maybe not so much RPO, read option type of thing. Um, there's a hole there. There's a hole there. Um, I also think that that's one we look at and say, like, is he moving all the way to Pittsburgh? Be a stretch, right? But... We've seen it before. I mean, Keaton Slovis went to uh, South Carolina, right? Um, I don't know. It's not prohibitive, but I think that it'd be a lot easier to see him stick a little bit closer. Um, Clemson, that'd be an interesting one. They had, uh, as Matt McChesney said, DJ Alphabet, uh, DJ Uagalele. He had a really bad season last year. And has some tools and all that sort of stuff. But he had a really bad season last year. I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, but it seems probably pretty bold to say that they would be going in on uh, Jaden Daniels. Wake Forest at 15. Sam Hartman was really good. They're solid there. Uh, Louisiana Lafayette at 16. Their quarterback to le- declared for the draft. But again, it's like, are you, are you really going to Louisiana Lafayette? It's like, if you don't get any offers, then yeah, but that's one where it's like, if you could also just go to Cal, eh, maybe you just go to Cal. Who knows? Um, Houston, uh, they uh, lose Maddox Cop, a big loss, uh, but more seriously, like they had a they had a good quarterback who's got a year left. Clayton Toon um, tore things up. He's the reason they were up there. Uh, 18, Will Levis has been good, and he has a couple years left. 19, BYU, they get Jaron Hall back, but they, uh, I mean, there's probably other things to play in terms of going to BYU. 20, you've got NC State, and Devin Leary was really, really good. Uh, it's actually, when looking through those stats, I was like, how, how did I not know more about Devin Leary? Uh, Arkansas, KJ Jefferson, big guy with a bunch of tools. They're happy with them. 22, Oregon. I think that could uh, make some sense. You know, that Anthony Brown started last year, wasn't all that good. Um, also, Ty Thompson was like a highly rated recruit, um, but again, I, I I don't think teams are nearly as worried about losing these top quarterback recruits as they used to be, just because, like, if you're Oregon, you can pull somebody from the portal. That's just the way it works. Like, would you rather have Ty Thompson on your roster, Jaden Daniels? If I'm Oregon, I say Jaden Daniels, and I think, again, this is one of those where you probably say that there's like an 80% chance that Jaden Daniels goes in there and wins that job. Maybe like 85% chance. And that's where I think that maybe you do see more of a match than some of these others. Um, honestly, not a bad fit there. Uh, but it might just be a tiny bit of a stretch. We're talking about like the Goldilocks range like we do with people habitat building habitats on other planets and stuff. That was... Bit of a side note. Um, like 23 is Iowa. That's a weird one because their quarterbacks suck, but they also run that heavy pro-style offense. So it's like, of course, they aren't getting good quarterbacks because nobody wants to play in that offense. At the same time, though, if you did have a good quarterback and you have all those strengths that Iowa always has in the trenches, it's like they could be a really good football team. So and you see how you could kind of sell that where it's like, look, if we just had a quarterback, but also, you know, 
If you're Jaden Daniels, you want to be able to throw the rock around. Uh, 24, Utah State. Logan Bonner was solid. Uh, it's another G5 school. I think that's unlikely. 25, San Diego State, another G5 school. They bring in Braxton Burmeister uh, from Virginia Tech. I think he was like a part-time starter there, decent quarterback. Um, yeah, I mean, so, I don't know. Point of this was a lot of these teams really are set at quarterback. You know, there's only a few in that top 25 that you could see fitting with Jaden Daniels. Um, and so you're probably looking outside of that. And what does that mean for the Pac-12? I mean, let's just run through those. You know, we talked about Oregon. I honestly think that there's a decent chance. And by decent chance, it's like 5%, 5% chance he winds up at Oregon. Um, but, you know, Oregon State, they had Chance Nolan, who played really well as a young guy last year. I don't think that, like, if you're going to compete for a quarterback job, go compete at Michigan, right? Don't go compete at Oregon State. Um I think Oregon State's out. Um, Washington, their young guy, Dylan Morris, meh, meh. But I don't know that I see it as much of like a match. Again, more pro-style type typically. Um, Washington State, again, I don't, eh. Why, why would you go to Washington State, I guess is the question, right? Like you're, you're probably going to have a better opportunity. Um, you look at Cal, I think Cal might be one of the might be the best fit, honestly, in the Pac-12. Uh, but I do think he probably just leaves the Pac-12. Uh, Stanford. Stanford is, uh, again, that pro-style type of, of team. Um, they, they, they've gotten quarterbacks to the NFL before, obviously, most recent being Davis Mills. But I just don't think that's the right style of offense. Um, U- USC, you've got uh, Caleb Williams, their set. UCLA, DTR is back for his last season, so they're set. Um, Arizona State, obviously talked about. Arizona, it'd be fun, right? Quarterback flips from Arizona State to Arizona. It'd be a lot of drama, but even though there is quite a bit of steam um, behind Arizona right now and the recruiting and they they won a game and <laughs> those sorts of things. I mean, there's it's still Arizona. Like, Jaden Daniels is going to have a better opportunity than that. Uh, Utah, again, I don't think so. Uh, you could kind of sell yourself on it. I'm like, okay, you give a dope quarterback to that team, take him to the next level, sure. But also Cameron Rising played pretty well last year, really well last year as a young guy. Um, more pro style still, just not a great fit. Um, and then wrapping things up with Colorado, it's like I do think that the the offensive scheme could fit pretty well. I think that there's the opportunity to play, obviously, but I also think that there's a program that's in a better place right now for Jaden Daniels, um, and that would be why that doesn't happen. Um, was that everybody? It's got to be. Yeah. Yep. Um, so there's there's your Pac-12 spots, but that's what you know. Mark Perry's at TCU. Could TCU be a fit? Yeah. I mean, that's the level we're talking about because most of these top 25 sort of teams already have that figured out. That that next level, SMU is probably a little bit lower on the list, but that's kind of where you're looking. You know, Nebraska. As much as we hate Nebraska on this podcast, they might be a little bit. A little bit low, right? Just because they've struggled so much recently. 
But also, you know, you you add a quarterback to that mix. Like, could you sell Jaden Daniels on being the missing piece? You play all these close games, come to Nebraska, what whatever. You could see it, right? Like, some of that would kind of fit. Um, he's not going to, like, Rutgers or Maryland. or well, Maryland has a quarterback anyway, but those sorts of teams. I don't know. It'll be fun. It'll be fun to watch. And it was kind of fun to dig into all this stuff. It also reminds you, you do need a good quarterback play. You know, if you're going to finish in the top 25, you need somebody who's putting up, I think like the worst stat line was around 20 and 12, 20 touchdowns, 12 interceptions with like 63% completion. That's, that's just what it takes. And Colorado was not close to that last year. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, we're going to get into some PAC 12 South football power rankings here in a second. Real quick though, before we do that, want to remind you all about Escape Artists. So, Escape Artists is the highest awarded topical brand in Colorado. It prioritizes quality and consistency. They have ratios available in 1 to 1 and high ratio CBD 20 to 1. Uh, They use the best materials and ingredients to deliver the premium experience. They have 800-800 creams that are the highest potency creams available. They penetrate for deep muscle tissue discomfort. They're non-greasy, non-staining, fast-absorbing, and take effect in 10 minutes or less. Benefits, though, last up to two to three hours. They have different scents for all this stuff. Uh, it's, it's really the best that you can find, and you can find it at Colorado's premier dispensary, Light Shade, with 10 and soon-to-be 11 convenient Denver Metro and Aurora locations. They're offering something for everyone, from the casual consumer to the connoisseur, uh, Lightshade is a premium selection of cannabis concentrates, top shelf flour, edibles, tinctures, accessories, and more. Plus, podcast listeners can get 25% off all non-sale items with the code DNVR. So shop online at lightshade.com for pickup or visit a Lightshade location near you. All right. Um, so how do we want to do this? Should we do the whole pack 12 Let's just, yeah, let's do whole Pac-12 uh, power rankings real quick. Um, and to be honest, I haven't thought about these at all. I just kind of jumped in and was like, oh, yeah, we're going to we're gonna do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do that at the end. It's like, oh, Pac-12 power rankings, I know about that. But to be honest, I just realized, like, I haven't even thought about this sort of thing in, I mean, months, probably since basically the season ended. Uh, so this will be kind of fun to dig in and, See what we're looking at for next season. Um, number one is tough. Number one is tough. <sighs> wow. So I should talk through this instead of thinking through it. Um, Oregon, obviously, right up there. Uh, we see the success that they had. Yeah, they don't have a great quarterback, um, but they really don't lose much. Kayvon Thibodeau is a top three pick, so it feels crazy to say that. Um, but it's he still wasn't like the most productive player. Meanwhile, they have some other younger pieces of the defense that, like Penny Sewell, Justin Flo, who should be impact players this year. I think they lose a couple of those DBs. Also, notably, add Christian Gonzalez. Um, but I, I think that this team is going to be just as good this year as it was last year, with the potential with improved quarterback play to even move up beyond that. So there's Oregon's case for number one. Uh, Utah, again, they don't they don't lose much either. Who do they lose? Um, not the quarterback, not the running back. I don't even think any of those linemen, and they had some good linemen. I don't think any of them are gone this year. 
Um, they've got to be losing one of those tight ends, but I don't think it's Keithy. So at the very least, they have Keithy back, who was the starter, but then last year kind of got moved by fathering him into that second tight end job. Regardless, they're set there. They didn't, didn't really have any notable receivers anyway. Defensively, oh, obviously they lose Devin Lloyd. There's the big one I was missing. Uh, Devin Lloyd, first-round pick at linebacker. Um, Nephi Sewell. The other linebacker, obviously related to Penny Sewell and Noah Sewell, is he done? I'm actually not sure. Um, but, again, they should be just as good as they were last year. And, again, with the potential to build on it, honestly. And then, obviously, the third one that comes to mind is USC. And I know it's USC, and they never actually wind up at the top. They always screw some things up. But it's Lincoln Riley. And Lincoln Riley is a really, really, really good coach. I To, to be honest, he, he, to me, might be the best offensive mind alive. I think he very clearly is the best offensive mind alive. I don't even know who else it would be. Like, Kyle Shanahan is probably number two. Andy Reid, potentially, up there. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that USC is going to be really, really good. I just don't know if it happens right away. Um We're going to go, Ooh, this is so hard. It feels like it honestly should be a three-way tie, which is crazy because USC was 4-8 and eight last year, and maybe I'm writing the hype track, but they also got the quarterback. You know what? Let's let's go with the hot take here. USC is best team in the Pac-12, uh, followed, by, followed by Oregon and then Utah, and this is going to be me underrating Utah for what? This will be my fourth year on the beat, so the fourth time. Uh, it feels wrong to move any of these teams outside of the top two. Um, I probably should have put USC at three, but I I really really think that Lincoln Riley. If I could pick any coach alive, like it's to to coach whatever team, pro football, college, whatever, you go with like Saban and Belichick, and then Lincoln Riley's number three to me. Um, and they added the quarterback, and the quarterback is what gets into one. I can I can stand by this. Okay, USC and then Oregon, and then Utah. So there's your top three. From there, I think you you look at UCLA because they, uh, again, they were 8-4 and four last year, third best record in the Pac-12. DTR is back for another season. Uh, Chip Kelly given the extension, so he will be around, which, I mean, I don't necessarily love that, but I think that that means that like they aren't going to get worse. You know, this is another one of those teams that, you know, you lose Kyle Phillips in the slot. I think that that maybe is underrated. You lose Greg Dulcich, the tight end. He not necessarily like a huge impact player. Uh, defensively, not much to speak of. Oh, Otito Ogbenaya, he will be gone. Another one of those big defensive linemen. Um, Oso Digazua left him last year, and so this is kind of like... Honestly, kind of their last big one. But but they're in the running for number four. Arizona State, to me, would have been the pretty clear number four uh, if they had Jaden Daniels, just to throw that in there. Um, on the other side, it's like Washington State. Can they build? I just, I just don't believe in Washington State. Um, Oregon State. You know what? To me, this is this is UCLA at number four. I think that there's pretty clear separation. 
There's a, there's a tier of three at the top. There's the UCLA tier at four. It used to be Arizona State in that tier as well. And then you get into some other stuff. Um, and this is where I think Washington State, Oregon State belong. And then can Cal get back there? Uh, if they land Jane Daniels, I think so. Um, can Washington get back there? They were so bad last year. I think that they're at least another year away from being in that tier. And Stanford, same thing. Like I do think that they're going to be able to bounce back. But I think bouncing back means they win five games this year and then seven games the year after if things go well. And then who knows? Maybe they're in position to compete. Um, but I don't think they belong. So, so this tier to me, let's uh, let's go Oregon State at number five. Let's go Washington State at number six. And mm, from there, you know what? I'm going to go Washington seven, Cal eight. And then this is where I go Colorado at nine. I'm going to have Colorado in front of Arizona State. That's a they they lose a lot of pieces including the most important piece and I'm not sure how they're going to patch that. Like like we talked about like JT Daniels is the only other real quarterback that's still out there. Now some more might come available and that'll probably happen over the summer. Um they realize that they aren't going to get the starting job, um, but they're getting leftovers there. They don't have good receivers, they don't have a tight end. They they had that one-two punch at running back. That's now just a one punch, I guess. Um, offensive line, they actually lose a couple guys there. They lose Jermaine Lolay, I believe, on the defensive side. I think they also lose, who's that linebacker? Uh, I can't remember. And then the the corners were all old, too. You know, uh, Jack Jones, Chase Lucas. They, they might have a year of COVID screws everything up, but I'm pretty sure they're gone as well. This, this Arizona State team is not going to be good. And... Yeah, so what, we got Colorado at 9. We've got Arizona State, Stanford, and Arizona left. I, you've got to throw Arizona last until they do something better than 1-11. Like, I, I think that they're they're building well within that program. Good things are happening. Um, and and it, the same way that Stanford, the next step is like, go win five games. It's like, Arizona, it's like... Go win multiple games, and then we can talk. So they've got to be 12. Uh, then Stanford and Arizona State at 10 and 11. I, I actually just pulled up. What happened when they played this year? Um, I, I think I've got to go Stanford in front of Arizona State. I think if they lined up and played each other, Stanford would win. I, I yeah, I mean I don't. Again, like though they've got to add a quarterback. Arizona State does. They, there must be something out there that they can do. But as it stands right now, like if those two teams lined up and played each other, well, I guess Arizona State won twenty eight ten last time. But you just lost so many players. Um, we're going Arizona State down to eleven. So there we go. Um, and to recap that. Ooh, this will be fun because I didn't write down anything I was saying. I was just thinking out loud. Uh, number one was, oh, that's right, USC. Number two, Oregon. Number three, Utah. Number four, UCLA. Number five, Oregon State. Number six, Washington State. Number seven was, oh, I think it was Cal, right? It must have been Cal. Uh, number eight was Washington. I might... I, 
I might put Colorado in front of Washington with a quarterback. You know what? We're going to flip that. Colorado number eight, Washington number nine, um, Stanford number 10, Arizona State number 11, and then Arizona number 12. And there, there it is. There it is. And that's how we're going to wrap things up today. Uh, it'll be fun to see where Jaden Daniels goes. Hopefully it's either way, 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 way away from the Pac-12 um, or, you know, he goes to Colorado, which would be cool too. Um, either way, I'll be happy. And if he winds up going to a team that Colorado plays this season, well, wouldn't that be a bummer? Uh, that's uh, that's going to do it for today. I'll be back either tonight or tomorrow to talk about this basketball game. Not sure which yet. Depends on some scheduling things. But, uh, yeah, we will talk then. Oh, also, I was on the Freeballing podcast yesterday, so go listen to that. It's a lot of fun.